Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week, Danny and Mauda Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Vega, with my, uh, don't have my voice totally today, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Maura. How are you, my love? Um, I'm, okay. I'm all right. How's today going? Um, it's okay. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we had a rough morning, so. Yeah. But we have an awesome guest, someone that for some reason or another, we never had on the Ketogenic Athlete Podcast, and we've been friends for a while now, so we're super excited to have him on. This week's guest is Logan Sneed, an online personal trainer who provides the online fitness programs you need to work towards the result you want. Logan has dedicated his life to helping others, but wasn't always an online personal trainer. He's a brain cancer survivor who was diagnosed with a stage four glioblastoma brain tumor on March 26, 2016. He's been through brain surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy. He's grown in numerous ways mentally, physically, and emotionally. The day his life changed was the day that he began the ketogenic diet. Doctors told him nothing would help this, of course. (laughs) Might as well give up. And of course, they were wrong. Ketogenic diet has saved his life and helped him transform physically and internally. He's had MRI checkups or check-ins, and they have seen some of the best results they've ever seen. Following the ketogenic diet has not only saved his life, but has helped transform lives worldwide. He does this with his Fusion Lean programs, as well as with his Fitpreneur Academy programs. And at the young age of 23, he's beaten brain cancer, launched two six-figure businesses, become a major influencer, and has even become a top-selling author. We want to know today... Houseway, how the heck? <laughs> Houseway, <laughs> and that's what we're here to find out, man. You know, we, we're we're super excited to have him on. Welcome to the show, Logan Sneed. What's up, brother? Man, what's Welcome. going on? Thank you for having me on here, dude. It was uh, it was a lot of fun hanging out with you in uh, L.A. there recently. Yeah, man, it's always good to hang out with you, man. It's uh, I'm blown away by just how locked in you are, man. You got this stuff figured out. I'm learning stuff from you every day just by following you online, man. So I appreciate. Hey man, well you get just get me swole and then I'll help I'll teach you business. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like that. I like it. Awesome. Well, we always lead off with the question, um, what is the most critical problem you're currently trying to solve? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, most critical problem I'm trying to solve right now. I mean, I would say to be honest with you, is that like being open and ready for change, I think this can apply to like not only you know, diet or just life in general, it can apply to business, it can apply to, um, you know, every facet of life. And I think, you know, there's always changes in in my business world that's happening. Um, There's changes in obviously my life that's happening. Um, And there's always new variables coming into play, right? There's always variables popping up in my life and y'all's life. And, you know, whether it happened today, tomorrow or yesterday, um, it's something that we, you know, a lot of things we can't control, but we can always control how we react to the changes. So, yeah, I would say change, you know, in many facets. Um, that's always coming. Yeah, that's awesome. Man, I, I totally agree with that. Today of all days, like, you know, nothing has gone to plan this morning. Um, it's just been one of those days. So I totally get it. And like, we have to be we have to be willing to pivot and change. Like one example for me is this freaking TikTok phenomenon, you know, like I just <laughs> yeah. grudgingly joined TikTok because I don't <laughs> want to be that dinosaur who who doesn't, you know, get on that that piece of social media because I feel like it's 
beneath me or or people are too young or i mean all of these things can be used for positive and you know we gotta we gotta learn how to incorporate them man so i appreciate that yeah yeah absolutely no it makes a lot of sense for sure so man i i just the first question i want to ask you is i just want to get a picture of how the heck you were raised because you know what stands (laughs) out um to me is that you know you got your stuff figured out and i just want to know like when it comes to your upbringing like how did your parents raise you and, and how did you spend your time growing up yeah. Um, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, it's my, my parents never like, you know, forced anything upon me. They never like pushed me to become a certain person by any means. I just, I kind of just followed their lead. Um, because a lot of people, you know, people can try and tell people to do something or like, Hey, do this, you know, be, be, be like this. Right. But it's like, why don't you just show somebody what they should do? And that's really, you know, how my parents kind of did it. It's just like, I just wow. saw the work that they put in. And so I'm like, okay, Either I don't put in the work or I do put in the work. I see the outcomes that they've, you know, achieved. So either I put in the work to achieve those things or I don't, you know, it's really just kind of simple. And it really comes down to what you're around and what you see rather than what you hear, you know, because we, we can always hear great things. We can always hear ideas and, you know, all this sort of stuff. But it'll never actually come into fruition if we don't actually do it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it really just kind of sparked, you know, I it kind of motivated, motivated me to where it's not like, I was forced upon anything. It just kind of opened up windows of me like, okay, here's where I think I can go. And here's how I can really accelerate my life. You know, from where I was at, you know, younger, it was all about sports. It was about, you know, basketball, basketball, basketball. And I was like, okay, here's how I can accelerate my, my success in basketball um, with, you know, how I've been raised in these, in these ways. So, yeah. I love that, man. One of the things we always talk about is how, you know, modeling the behavior that we want to see. And they obviously kids, they, they, they pay attention more to what you're doing than what you're saying. Like you said, it's not, it's not what you're telling someone. It's what you're showing them by, by your action. That's, I yeah. mean, I'm not surprised that they did it that way because that, that leaves you with the freedom to make the choice to either follow in their footsteps since it seems like they, they had their stuff figured out or, or go your own way and think you got it figured out and, and you're going to find out one way or another. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it kind of it kind of reminds me of this post I saw on Instagram recently. It was where there was um there was a mom, a mom and a son on a train and there was another mom with her son on a train. One of the moms was actually reading a book and the other mom was on her phone. And the the one reading the book was actually also reading a book and the mom with her son was also on her phone, right? right? And so the mom was like, "How do you get your son reading a book like that? That's that's amazing." And the mom goes, "Well, I, I just don't, I, you know, I, I don't tell my son anything. I just show him what to do, right? If you're gonna show, if you're gonna show, if you want your son doing something, but yet you're gonna do the opposite of what you don't want him doing, then how are you gonna like? How do you think he's gonna do that?" And so, yeah, I just uh, powerful, pretty yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's basic, for, but for some reason, uh, some people can't understand that because I'm constantly getting messages from moms on social media um, asking me, you know, how they get their kids to uh, eat well, and they'll yeah. say, um, then they'll say, you know, all they want is bread, and I'm like, or something like that, and I ask, okay, but who? If, if, if you're in my house, you could want bread all you want. I mean, go look for it. There's nobody here eats bread. You know what I mean? So there actually <laughs> yeah. is no bread here. So you can go ahead yeah. and look. But, um, you know, Just so like, that's, yeah, like, you know, you're the one buying the groceries. You're probably eating bread, too. You know, like, what do you guys eat? Like, you have to model the behavior, you know, if not, they're just they're just not going to follow. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, sure. I love that. So one of our favorite phrases is memento mori. And it says, you know, it means remember that you will die. Um, does this ever come up into your into your mind in light of your experience with brain cancer? And if and if so, you know, how did that whole experience change your outlook on life? Yeah, uh, again, 100 percent, you know, death is obviously real. Um, and they've actually shown research that people who can really accept death actually live a much more fulfilled life than those who just kind of always try and run from it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can never really escape it. And I'll give you an example, right? Like, so do we obviously think about death? hundred percent. And there's actually a friend of mine, uh, yesterday who I was just with last week. Um, coincidentally yesterday he committed suicide. Oh, um, gosh. yeah. And it was just completely out of the blue. I got a message from his wife. It's like, Hey, have you talked to Mike? And I'm like, like, no, what's going on? And they're like, we, we can't hear from him. We don't know what he's doing. We My like, goodness. no one's, he's not answering. And you know, I mean, I tried calling him multiple times, no answer, no nothing. So, I mean, wow. I don't know if it's actually confirmed, but anyways, yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, those things pop up, you know, it's like the Kobe death, right? Like it's yeah. so tragic and like, can't go back and fix any of it. And like, we all know that we're going to die one day, you know? And that's why for me, it's like, you know, if I, if, if I sit here and whine about brain cancer of like, you know, oh no, 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 no. It's like, when am I ever going to live? You know? And plus it's like, in reality, like I really don't, I don't believe I'll ever die from brain cancer. It's like either I get hit by a bus or I die when I'm 120, you know? So it's like, really, you just have to accept it. And if, if we're always like running from those fears and stuff, we're never going to outrun it. It's like, you just have to face it and know that you can live your life in the moment and you can be fulfilled much more than if we're trying to sit here, you know, trying to escape those things. Yeah, man. And I think the other thing that is run away from death, you, you, run away from a lot of things, run away from difficult emotions, you run away from um, just difficult tasks in your life. And and, because you also think that you're going to live forever, you just deny the fact of the finality of of life. And, you know, for for me, that's, you know, when when our son got hit by a truck, you know, we saw his life flash before our eyes, like, my gosh, man, you know, that's that that was like the final straw for me to quit my day job. That was like, it was so powerful for us and it's, it serves as a reminder every day, man. So um, we had to ask you that because we knew that in your case, being that you suffered something so early, you know, in your life, I mean, what were you like 19 when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I just turned, uh, yeah, no, I was 19 at the time. So, yeah. Well, dude, I, I want to know, tell us a little bit about the book because we haven't had a chance to read it, but I want to know like, what was your vision for the book and, and who do you think would stand to benefit from reading this book? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the book in general is called, you know, Thank You Cancer. It's about, you know, taking the horrible things and shaping it into some of the best things um, that have ever happened to me. So I mean, it's really, the book is meant for anybody going through any sort of obstacles of any kind, whether it's depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-doubt, unsureness, cancer, diabetes, you know, Alzheimer's. I mean, I can name any disease, any of those obstacles that are there in, you know, trying to overcome them, you know, and so in the book, you know, people read about everything I was, I experienced in such a short amount of time and how I was able to overcome those things and really view those things a little bit different than how we all can normally see them as horrible things. And now I've been able to reshape those things and really be grateful for what I experienced and what I learned from those experiences and how they're now some of my biggest gifts. So anybody going through like horrible obstacles that are just really trying to get through it and think that there's nothing that they can do in their life. Um, this would definitely be a book for them that I would hundred percent believe can truly change a life. I love it, man. Incredible. Um, 
So you've been following a ketogenic diet for years. It literally mm-hmm. saved your life. But we're curious, has it evolved at all over the years? And if so, how? Good question. So would you say, are, would you say keto diet just, just, yeah, like for example, like itself? I started keto and then I went to carnivore, you know, like, you know, cause oh, you go okay. learning yeah. things that work and, and you know, how has your, has your yeah. you know, nutrition evolved over time? Yeah. So coincidentally, it just kind of changed again. Um, <laughs> so when I first started off, it was more like fat coffee in the morning, two meals a day. Um, I did that for gosh, I don't know, six, 12 weeks. And then it got to a point where I was like, okay, let's maybe just do a black coffee and then let's do two meals a day. And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, let's do a black coffee and then maybe like 20 hour fasting yeah. and maybe about one and a half meals a day. And mm-hmm. then, which is basically theoretically like OMAD. And so then I ended up doing OMAD for a very, very long time. I remember that. I remember yeah. those massive plates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I did OMAD for a very long time, fasting anywhere from like 20 to 22 hours a day. Um, and now just recently, I'm now, because I've been so far along in my brain cancer journey, it's been over four years now and there's no reoccurrence. Um, I'm now going to kind of maybe not wane off fasting, but I'm going to lower the, or I guess, raise the windows of, you know, right. 18 hour fasting. Um, and now I'm gonna have probably about two to two and a half meals a day to really up my calories. And so, um, yeah, I'm doing, you know, probably about 60% fat, I would say 30 to 35% protein and, you know, five to 10% carbs. Um, so really it's just now my journey of like, obviously remaining on keto, but I'm going to up the protein, probably lower the, well, I'm gonna have to raise the fat gaining the weight, but, um, Right. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, a mini a mini keto bulk is kind of what I'm on right now. Awesome. I love it, man. Love kind it. of on the along the same lines, um, you know, you're you're kind of making your fasting window a little bit smaller, you're getting more meals in. But what about like are you doing, you know, kind of uh quarterly prolonged fasts? Are you doing any other type of fast and so like what are what are the types of fasts that you like just Yeah, so I'm not doing any like prolonged fasting, prolonged fasting right now. And the reason is because I've, I've done about 20 to 22 hour fasting every single day for right. 365 days, um, <laughs> you know, and like that's pretty elongated fasting. So I'm going to, I, in that time window, I definitely did two 48 hour fasts. So I've done that before, um, which, you know, definitely is really not that difficult. And so I've done that before. And I think those are great. I definitely want to bring in a three to five day fast. Um, in the near future, once I gain some weight back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love doing 20 plus hour fasting every day because I really believe like scientifically, I believe I'm stimulating a lot of autophagy in there. And I think that's really just starving out any potential cancer cells or any, you know, potential cells that want to grow in there. I don't, I don't know hundred percent if they're actually growing in there, but I really believe it's bringing a lot of value in my life of really bringing that level of fasting on a daily basis. You know, it's funny that you say that because Mauda she doesn't like to do, you know, prolonged fasts. And, you know, she just did one for 60 hours. And, you know, one of the things, you know, people talk about, oh, I love to fast. And, and that's kind of what she does every day is like 18 or 20 hours. So we were just talking about this the other day, how, you know, if you're doing this, you know, every single day, you're fasting 18 to 20 hours, that, that might as well be just as good as like, you know, your, your quarterly three-day fast. I mean, or maybe even better because you're doing it so often. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I saw it too there, for sure. Well, haven't they also shown like that you still get autophagy that way? Like you still get the yeah, benefits. And, and think about it, you're exercising too. I'm exercising too. So, I mean, yeah, I'm in a super fasted state for the most part, I feel. 
Yeah, because I'll do like that. Yeah. I'll do like what you do. You know, it's like it's kind of like I like OMAD, but it is. It's almost like a one and a half meal type thing. Because I'll like maybe start around three or four and then have a big meal. But yeah, yeah I prefer yeah. I prefer to just do um kind of like a fat yeah a fast every day, and then I'll just you know if I randomly wake up starving one day, I'll just eat. You know, listen to my body, and then go back to <laughs> go back to my regular fasting uh, schedule. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think I think I'm at a point now is like I've I think I've done every sort of version of it. And I think what I wanna I wanna adjust to this is like really sparking change in my body yeah. to where it's like, okay, maybe for every like every seven days, maybe I do something a little bit different where it's like Monday, two meals a day, right. Tuesday, fat coffee, then two meals, Wednesday, straight carnivore, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, we just eat as much Love as you that. need and then Thursday, it's like one meal. And then Friday, it's like, you know, I don't know, just something really, really different that's always sparking stuff in the body. Because, you know, I I have heard that if you do, obviously, it's like, it's like medicine, right? If you take the same medicine every single day for the, you know, for over a year or something, your body will eventually, you know, adjust to it and, you know, kind of ruin its, its its whole purpose. And suddenly it may not work, you know, and you may need something different. So that's what I'm going to start experimenting with on my diet is to see like, okay, maybe if I could just bring in, maybe today it's like Mediterranean keto and then maybe right. tomorrow it's like straight red meat, you know, carnivore. Um, don't know, just see what would happen, you know? Yeah, I love the thought of that because I also feel like you probably, I mean, technology is getting there. I feel like eventually we'll be able to, I don't know, breathe into a machine and it'll tell us what we need that day because I don't think we necessarily yeah. even need the same. That's why I don't like macros. I'm like, okay, cool. You have macros. That's great. But I, you know, you, every day is not the same. You don't work out the same every day. Some days you worked out. Like, I don't think we need the same macros every day. I think we should just listen to our body. Yeah. And, and um. I agree 100%. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you say that because for me on Wednesdays, like just right now, on Wednesdays and Sundays, I'm just decided to um, lower my protein and increase the fat. And for example, Mm. yesterday I did that. And man, I woke up this morning, my blood sugar was 70, my ketones were 1.7. I felt awesome. And today it's back to like a higher protein where I'm eating like maybe 250 grams of protein um, and my fat's lower. But you know, I just, that's kind of like my default. It's kind of like my comfort zone. Like I love high protein. I, I feel good. Um, I'm satisfied. So I love that idea of constantly because Sim, Sim Lan said something to us during, during, um, uh, a podcast that we had with him that I just, I loved. And it was just basically that the beauty, the magic lies in the variation, you know, going Mm. from, going from fasting to not fasting, going from anabolic to catabolic, all these, all these changes, they're all like little manageable stressors that we can use to to get more resilient yeah absolutely for sure makes a lot of sense well let's talk a little bit about you know your your fitpreneur academy what exactly is fitpreneur academy and what is your mission with that business yeah so it's like it's basically where i'm helping people build their online health and fitness business right so like i've been able to build my own and i'm i'm kind of doing this and i'm like wow if i'm able to achieve these results of my own you know, just being an average person, like, I don't know who can't see their own results and their own success. And so now I'm, I'm guiding people um, through my through my whole process that I was able to do to achieve these results, I'm guiding them on doing the same. So it's like, if I, if I was able to change lives through my business, it's like, okay, now I'll teach people how they can change lives. Um, and so yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's like really just really helping people achieve their dreams because it's entrepreneurship, as you as y'all know, is like it's not an easy path. And so um, I just want to be there and give the guidance through the maze, is what I kind of call it, um, on how to get from point A to point Z on seeing the success that you know we all kind of desire. 
is it is it like a course? So when someone signs up, is it a course or is it something that they they're going to have like, um, you know, one on one calls with you? How how does it look like like in practice? Yeah, so it, they, they will go through my exclusive course on this, but then they'll also get full one on one guidance with me. It's like, you know, unlimited amount of calls, um, check ins. We're doing live streams in the Facebook group. We're doing Zoom calls each week with the group. Um, so, yeah, it's like full guidance on top of all that. Uh, they'll have their accounts linked up to an app and everything. So, yeah, it's uh, it's full true guidance on all those things. Love it, man. Um, I'm curious because you you mentioned, you know, how you're you're trying to bulk a little bit, you know, is what's what's kind of the next big goal for you this year? Besides, I guess you want to put on some muscle. Is there is there a specific weight you want to hit? Is there something you want to do in the gym um, or, or just in general, any other big goals for you? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask you a question. So my goal is to maybe gain probably, I mean, ideally 10 pounds. You know, I want to do this at a very smart level. I, do, I never want to go back and do what I did last time where I ate 4,000 calories of carbs and I just suddenly, I gained like, I gained weight fast. Uh, yeah, I got, I got really swole. I'll say that, but I also gained a lot of fat and I also was fueling a tumor for six years. Um, so I, I don't want to do that again. I want to do it like in the most like smart way possible on the keto diet slash carnivore. So that's really my goal. I mean, overall though, I mean, my goal for this year is to, you know, accelerate a lot of public speaking. Um, my book is, or my, my goal is to get my book across the world. There's actually publishers in other countries who, um, are potentially going to buy the rights to publish my book in their country with their own language. So, um, yeah, so hopefully that, that, that goes well, but yeah, I mean, kind of my current thing is putting on some size on keto. What's your advice on that? Obviously you have a lot more size than me. So (laughs) dude, dude, we, let me give you, let me give you the keto muscle intelligence program that you, if you want to follow it. And yeah. we'll see what your results are. I mean, the program itself is not the only thing, but we can we can uh, talk a little bit about just execution, you know, because for, for us, the biggest thing is, you know, regardless of what diet you on, you're on, you have to understand like proper execution in the gym. Because what I see is, you know, people go in there and they, they work hard, you know, but they're, they're mm-hmm. not focusing on muscle contractions. They're not focusing on getting the best contraction in a lift. So, you know, you see them, they're sweating but they're not getting the most out of their training. And if you're following a ketogenic diet, there's also some considerations there. So um, you want to match your training to your diet. So, you know, we think it's a, we think it's a, it's a well-written program. I mean, even, you know, a lot of people tend to think, oh, well, this is just for guys because it's, you know, written by two bulky dudes, but you know, Mauda has been (laughs) doing it now for how long have you been consistently doing it? Since it came out, I don't know when. Yeah, since come out. Uh, July. Yeah, so yeah, she changed the way she. Yeah, because I have all those workout. Like it just there's several workout plans. Yep. And it's made such a huge difference because I just I was that type to be just doing supersets all the time, um, not really resting, and then I would hit a wall um, in my workouts. So the rest periods at first were were a little difficult for me, but I've learned to really love them now because now I can. It's like I can go all out on those sets. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I will say this is like I when, when I was doing OMAD, like I, I recently just put out a video on my YouTube channel called I did I I ate one meal a day every day for an entire year and here are my results. Um and so, you know, I gave my honest thoughts of like what how I felt, my honest results physically, everything from, you know, testosterone to mental, whatever. There was obviously really, really good benefits. I loved it. And there was also some things I did not love about it. Mm-hmm. And I would say one of the things that I, you know, was not the best was probably my recovery. Yeah. I would go to the gym and like, you know, I just don't have a mindset where it's like, okay, today's an average workout. So let's just take it easy. 
you know, and it's been hard for me to yeah, like think I about can't that. take it easy and either. So, I know. Yeah. And so like my recovery was like horrible. I mean, I would go and I'd toss up as much weight as I can. And then I didn't eat for 20 hours. And then I'd like have minimal protein. And I just, I really did not feel good on the recovery. So like, yeah, it's something I'm obviously going to be changing in this new journey. But no, I mean, sometimes I did hit that wall that, that, that you were talking about there. And it's, you know, it's not easy. Yeah. I had the same experience with OMAD. Um, so I've had to, I've definitely had to, you know, add another meal in there, listen to my body. If I wake up hungry, kind of even force myself, like if I'm going to do a later, like if there's certain days mm -hmm. of the week that I'll work out in the afternoon instead of the morning. And just knowing that I, I just make myself eat something for breakfast because I just don't like to go to the gym full and yeah. just to get that protein, even something just like two eggs, anything, you know, just to get some protein in. Mm -hmm. It's helped me. Um, It's really helped me because. I was like losing muscle at one point, just doing OMAD and killing it in the gym and not recovering. And because it's like, it's hard to fit in all those calories in one meal. So yeah, yeah just breaking it up into two, if especially if on a heavy, like all out day, it's really helped me for sure. Like pack yeah. on muscle. Dude, what I, else go, go, go for go it. Ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just curious. What are y'all's thoughts on this? Like, oh, you can't have too much protein. It kicks you out of ketosis and you'll be gone. Like, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Well, I definitely think that that's something in the community that I definitely don't like just because although it can be true for some people and, you mm -hmm. know, of course, in your case, if you're battling cancer, something like that, then yeah, you know, you got to keep that fat high. You got to keep, keep yourself in ketosis, but we have not had that experience. Um, I think if you're lean and you're healthy and you're exercising and you've got that metabolic flexibility, then um, you can go ahead and raise your protein if you're trying to put on muscle, especially if you're working out. Cause I, yeah. kind of, I kind of did that at first when we first started keto, I kind of like bought into that whole thing and my protein was real low. I was eating like 60 to 70 grams of protein and I was not adding muscle. I was not compared to yeah. now where I'm like having, you know, lean mass and protein. Cause I'm mostly carnivore. So it's just like, that's all I eat. So I think you do have a little bit more flexibility when you're just eating meat as well. You know, I think it, yeah. it's different, you know? Yeah, yeah I kind of I kind of was experiencing this this sort of thing where I was hearing like okay yeah part of that can be true but also if you're not properly recovering you're basically deteriorating your muscles mm -hmm. which could deteriorate honestly cells in your body which can cause inflammation and reducing the strength of your immune system which could potentially bring back cancer of course so it's like it's like whoa yeah maybe i do need more protein and so that's what i'm changing <laughs> dude i i totally agree like i i you know the minute you start training hard you you automatically have more protein needs and then yeah. when you carry more muscle you're going to have more protein needs and if you've mm. been following a ketogenic diet for a while, you're in a really low insulin environment and, you know, glucagon is relatively high. Um, ben Bickman, if you ever want to check it out, he has an awesome talk on this, like from low carb Breckenridge 2017, um, talking about, you know, insulin and glucagon and, yeah, and the mm. role of, of high protein diets and keto. And just knowing the fact that, you know, gluconeogenesis is such an energy intensive process, yeah. like when it comes from protein. Um, like it takes Our a lot. Our body doesn't want to do that. Yeah, that's you know? that's like the last resort. Yeah, last resort. So if yeah. you're if you're eating really low fat, it's possible because you you run out of energy and you're not able to get you know um the 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 sugar that you need for your brain or whatever through beta oxidation and then your fat's not keeping up with your energy needs. So your body's like, well, what do we got next? Well, we got lean tissue here. We got plenty of lean tissue to right. to draw from. Um, mm. and that's when you start losing muscle. I mean, for me. It just made, it made so much sense. And in practice, I felt better when I upped my protein. Cause the same thing with me, the whole first year, my protein was low. 
And so protein has been higher. I, I had my experience with OMAD that was like a week. <laughs> I started it when we were in LA and, um, and it was great while I was traveling. But then as soon as I got home, you know, I, I would eat that huge meal, which was already like, it was like, you know, 3000 calories in one meal. Um, and then I would just be really, really full after. And then at night I would still get hungry. So yeah. I was like, you know, then it just turned into overeating. So for me, it just works better to do two meals a day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling, I, I feel like you're right on that. And like, you know, I got to say this, okay. I'm just going to be frank with you guys. Like I definitely lost a pretty good, you know, amount of muscle and that's not from, it's not from the keto diet by any means. It's not from fasting. It really is from just crazy caloric deficit. Yeah. And it's not like I was, again, I wasn't starving myself by any means. And I think I was, you know, I definitely don't regret this because I've heard research that people who usually are like if cancer patients specifically, if they're in like somewhat of a caloric deficit, then it shows a lot of benefits in potentially starving right. cancer. Right. Um, so I'm glad I did that right for a whole year. And basically, I think I just put myself on like good steroids of like yeah. preventing <laughs> cancer from coming back and so um now now i'm gonna obviously up the calories get my energy back rejuvenate the muscles and stuff like that but yeah i would say that's that's the reason why i lost a lot of muscle just the caloric deficit for so long yeah what were you saying earlier you, you were saying something i think what was oh that? no it was it was literally it was the i was gonna comment on the omad thing i was gonna comment when we were talking about omad like oh my, yeah. my little experience like i was gonna do a whole experiment i was like after five days of it i just realize i was like you know what man I, I i just can't do it and i just ended up just scrapping the whole idea i feel like some yeah. days can be omad you know yeah, like i feel I like mean, it's I like go OMAD with the sometimes. flow and like some days of my week are for sure omad but like forcing i was forcing myself to do it you know constantly mm, yeah and that's where i think it's like you know you know it doesn't always you know like we shouldn't set these like rigid rules for ourselves and then we're ignoring our signal you know our, the signals our body our bodies are sending us um and i felt horrible in the gym for a long time before i realized i needed more food so um so yeah, yeah. i i definitely think um it just depends you know it you know if someone's coming from like obesity diabetes yeah they might have issues with protein but then like after years I think they can probably try to start add it, adding adding it back if they've been ketogenic for years. They're already they lost all the weight. They're you know back. They're yeah. they're, they're healthy again. You know, and they're and they're working out. They're putting on muscle. Like all right, let's try to experiment now with some pro, like adding a little bit more protein. I just think it's more satiating and overall better. Remember yeah. when me me and Maura like um, in twenty seventeen we were doing like. We were doing like 20 hour a day fast, like pretty often. And we found like in that first month uh, and I was training like at 6.30 a.m. And then I wasn't eating until like three in the afternoon. And, you know, I found that in the first couple of weeks, um, I saw some fat loss. And then it, and then I, it started to, my body started to fight me and, and I was getting regular bod pods. And just like you said, happened to you, um, I actually, both me and Mauda had uh, lost lean body mass and and just switching to like eating a little meal after my workout within a month I, I put on some lean mass again so I was like okay mm. that's confirmation that we need to we need to change things yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah well I'm gonna start implementing that back in and hopefully gain some lean muscle that's right baby it's <laughs> awesome yeah <laughs> so you know back to mindset because we love you know, mindset is such an important topic. Um, and you know, a lot of the time it's mainly just the routines that we have in place are, are what set people apart really. So what are some of your routines and habits that you have for developing and maintaining a winning mindset? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. So I, um, 
I meditate about mm-hmm. twice a day. So I'll meditate in the morning um, and then I'll meditate in the darkness before bed. Um, so at nighttime, I usually do about a 25 to 30 minute session. Nice. Um, yeah. And by the way, if you have, if you, if you, this is kind of a recent one, but if y'all haven't looked into this app, it's called Sync Tuition. Oh. Um, and I'm going to be dead honest with you guys. It, it, it's a hundred bucks. Okay. So uh, it is pretty pricey, but I will say this. Um, that it actually is really, really good. Okay. They have like different meditation sessions with different like visualization almost. So it's like, anyways, where I'm going with it, I, I, I use this app. It's called Sync Tuition. Um, I use that in the morning and then I use another one, uh, for like a 10 minute session. Um, and then sometimes I'll also do what I call self hypnosis on one specific object or dot or, um, position, I guess you can say that you're focusing on. So like, for example, if you take a pen and you start and you just make one big black dot on that paper, you would basically just look at that and you would stare at it. You would stare at it and you would repeat who you really are. Right. So I look at those things and I'll say, I am successful. I am cancer free. I am achieving the impossible. I am happy. I am confident and I am a millionaire. Right. Hmm. It's like saying all those yeah. goals. You're literally just drilling it within yourself. And you're not saying this to anyone else. Like I don't go and tell people any of those sort of things, but I tell myself that in the self-hypnosis. And so it's like, there's research and science behind how this thing can work. And so that's another thing I do is like, I just drill that mindset and, you know, you know, those things will come to reality one day. And so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, pretty interesting how it works. I like that. I love the self-hypnosis, man. Where where did you, where did you learn about that? Did you, did you just start you read about it somewhere how, how did that come to play because i've i've never done that and that sounds like something that we could probably add yeah yeah i, I really would add it in again this doesn't need to be like an hour-long session it's literally like five minutes okay like i i found it from another entrepreneur named sam sam ovens he's worth over 30 million dollars he's freaking i mean he's only got like fifty thousand followers on any platforms and he's just making fat load of success okay like right. really really successful and so i learned it from him he was like you know i did this every single day and it just really sparked my overall success like exponentially. And so basically like, again, I just learned that, you know, find one point on a wall, find one point on ceiling, wh- like whatever it is, like on a piece of paper and just repeat your most important goals, right? So mine is like, I like, again, I haven't achieved all of them, but I will one day, right? It says, I am a millionaire. I am a number one best-selling author. I am successful. I am cancer-free and I am happy. Right. It's like I repeat those things over and over and over and over again. And it becomes drilled into my mind. So I just do that for five, five minutes just on a simple piece of paper. And, you know, it really focuses those that tunnel vision within your goals, uh, you know, in your subconscious and, you know, conscious mind. I love that. Gosh, I love that. I that's yeah. I love it when I learn something new because w- with us, we we have our routines already and you know, we're always, you know, ready to to pivot and and you know, kind of incorporate new that's man, that's a yeah, Definitely yeah, look it up. Just self hypnosis, and you'll, you you can read some really killer science and stuff on it. It's pretty interesting. I'm really interested in that for um, my kids too. You know, um, our oldest he's he's just um, having confidence issues. He's just such a nice person, and like gets mm. very affected when kids are mean, and you know, kids are pretty ruthless. And um, yeah, just. You know, I was thinking positive affirmations or something, but I have him doing like little meditations. But that's something that, you know, I'm going to look into because I can like create a little, you know, just like a little, little, um, yeah, like a routine for him, basically. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's cool. It just it bu- builds you up internally again. You're not like yeah. telling this other people. It's just like you speaking to yourself 
and you building up, you know, yourself internally. It's, it's a lot of fun. I like it. So, you know, one of the things that, that we're doing with, you know, Ben, my, my business partner and one of my best friends, um, he's in Bali right now. I'm very jealous. Um, mm. He's doing muscle camps out in Bali, but um, he has kind of partnered up and, and really started to learn a lot from uh, Dr. Huberman in the Huberman lab. And these, these people are neuroscientists and they're talking about like when you, when you exercise, when you lift weights, you are in a very neuroplastic environment. So you are primed for learning and retaining stuff. And so how awesome would it be to use that, that environment to your advantage? So, you know, this, this goes right in line with that, you know, so the story that I've told this story before, but um, we had someone at the gym, this guy, Adam, who he stuck, stuck at a 660 pound deadlift. And um, he wanted to hit 700. And then uh, one of the greatest coaches in the world, Jock Taylor, he came to, to the gym and, and Adam was excited to talk to him and, and just ask him, you know, all about like the ins and outs of programming and what he was going to do to turn his, his deadlift around. And, and um, you know, he was surprised when Jock was like, what are you thinking about before the lift? You know, the, the people aren't even realizing or uh, even paying attention to what they're thinking about before they go into like a big lift or something. And and a lot of the time, you're, the pressure that you put on yourself to put on muscle or the pressure you put on yourself to hit that next PR is so great that you're you're terrified of of not getting it. You're terrified of of failing. And so your whole system is wired that way. And so your body's stressed and you're not going to get great muscle contractions. Your nervous system's not going to be as good as it can be. So just something as simple as just saying like, I am powerful before every set, mm, you know, yeah. focusing on a different thing every week. So this week, you know, you can focus on, you know, um, I am, I am adding muscle. So, so whatever, something like that, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. just have a, one focal point every week and taking that self-hypnosis into the gym. I mean, that's where we're, we're putting these pieces together, like kind of extending it into the gym now, which is, um, I think it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely right. And like, right. It's like one thing I do as well is like, I'll wake up and I'll do my 10 minute meditation. I'm like, ah, I'm like, today's gonna be a freaking good day. I cannot wait. Right. And it's not like I got anything like crazy planned. It's just another day. It's like, I'm, I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be so freaking good. I like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm really excited. Right. It's like, you know, you're already kind of like, and again, you can't determine that every day is going to be absolutely incredible. But if you're already thinking in that direction, not only will the majority of your days be like that, not, not only will your whole life be like that, but when the bad days come, it's where those things aren't controlling you. You're just saying, you know what, it's life, but we're going to plow through it and we're going to overcome it, you know? And so, yeah, you're, you're definitely right on that. And it's like, it's also the workouts. It's like, you know, stop thinking about like all the workouts that have either happened or that you still have to do for the week and say, this one workout today is going to be the best workout I've ever had in my life. I'm just, I can't wait, you know? Um, until you add it up over 365 days and voila, there you go. You just change your life. <laughs> Dude, that's, that is so true. Like, I think, I think the biggest point to take away from that is, is, um, you know, this, this idea that when people get their day started and I'll tell you, I'll be the first one to admit that like a lot of the times, you know, I'll be finishing a meditation in the morning because I meditate every morning as well. And I'll be thinking about if it's something specific that I'm thinking about that day that I'm like, oh man, this day, this is going to be hard. And yeah. invariably it's always hard. <laughs> so, sure. You know, like, but if you, if you tell yourself, it's kind of like that, this Jocko video, Jocko Winnick video that I've, I love, and I just like to put it on every now and then it's just basically good. You know, everything is good. 
You know, mm. you didn't get the job. Good. More time to practice your interviewing schools skills. You failed that mission. Good. You can go back and see what, what did wrong and learn from it. You know, there's always, you know, um, there's good in everything. And that's the other thing. Cause I have memento mori on one arm and I have a more fati on the other arm, which is just accept your fate, you know, know that everything in your life is either good or necessary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pe- people wonder why, like they, they, they see some people in their life are like, Ugh, I don't know why, but everything that Jake does, it just seems to turn to gold. Everything <laughs> good always just happens to him. It's like, he always gets his, you know, he always gets his way. He's always succeeding. And it's like, ah, I just, I don't get that. Right. It's like, okay, well, it's not that Jake is getting lucky by any means. It's just, he probably has a mindset of like, whatever comes my way. I don't care if it's just, if it's just straight dirt or I don't care if it's already gold that needs to be chiseled, whatever comes my way, I'm going to turn it into gold. Right. And that's like your obstacles. That's already you anticipating the great outcomes. It's you already believing in yourself. And that's where those things snowball over time, where it's like, you know, your it correlates to your business, your life, your mindset, you know, overall and how, how you function. So yeah, I know hundred percent. It's all mindset and how you really begin the day. Man, I love that. Dude, man, you know, we, we got so much done in so quick of a time. I feel like we 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 got like an hour and a half in like 45 minutes somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's but awesome. um Tell me, man, like, where can people find you? Where can people find more about the book, more about you, um, Fitpreneur Academy, Fusion Lean, all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. If you just, uh, people can look me up on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you just look up Logan Sneed, I'm on there. I'm always chatting with everybody, responding to comments, messages, as much as possible. Um, and then, yeah, my site is, you know, fitpreneuracademy.com or fusionlean.com. Or if you want to keep it simple, just go to logansneed.com and that's where it's all kind of put into one. Um, you'll see links to my book in there. It's on Amazon as well. If people want to just look up my name or thank you cancer on Amazon. So a lot of different ways that you can find me just hanging out wherever. <laughs> Very awesome. Love it, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Cool. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your day. It's been a lot of fun. Likewise, bro. 